0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day it is that you are listening to this episode. I am so excited to bring on Shayna Robinson. She is a great friend of mine and she has just so much knowledge on branding yourself and building up your business. And so I'm super, super excited to have this conversation with her. Um, I will warn you, it is a long one, but there is so much information in there. And we not only talk about branding, but we get onto so many different conversations um, with building your business and building uh, your own unique business. So I am super excited to bring her on. Now, some of you might be aware or in the same uh, state as us right now here in Winnipeg, we are shut down. We have been for a couple of weeks now. Um, just as I'm airing this episode, we got shut down for the second time through COVID so I really hope that this episode kind of just revitalizes and inspires you to try something new, to educate yourself, um, just get yourself up off the couch just to work on your business while, while we are shut down. Um, there's tons of ways to be able to do that. And, um, through, whether it through social media or, um, you know, making videos or, um, looking at your business as a whole and things that you might change when you can reopen again. Um, If you are open, then just ways that you can start changing it now or just recognize different things about your, about your business. So I really hope that that this does spark something with you. um, and I really hope you enjoy it. So we'll, uh, yeah, see you on the other side. I'm just a hairstylist. How am I supposed to be a photographer, a social media manager, a receptionist, a marketing manager, and an entrepreneur as well? Welcome to the Secret Life of a Hairstylist podcast where we shatter the term I'm just a hairstylist and help inspire you behind the chair. I'm Samantha and I'm a hairstylist, educator, and salon owner, and I want to help inspire you with tips from how to manage your social media to how to sell retail to how to continue a positive mindset making you more money as a stylist. Every week, I will share my own experiences over the last 10 years, plus bring in amazing experts from all over the hair industry to share their secrets on success. So what do you say? Are you ready to challenge yourself, get inspired, and build your dream business behind the chair?
1: I'm Shayna Robinson. I own The Branding Boutique. Um, My role is as an image consultant and creative director, and branding was definitely nothing I ever dreamt about doing. Um, in my journey over the past six years, I've gone from life coaching to personal training to business coaching to speaking, and eventually landed on image consulting, which allowed me to do all of those things under one umbrella, and thus was created the Branding Boutique.
0: Amazing. I love it. So what are some of the things that you do within the business or in, within the Branding Boutique?
1: Yeah, so within the boutique, we really focus on um, being full service. And what I mean by that is that there's so many entrepreneurs out there, myself included, who have an idea and want to start a business. And so what are the first things we think of? I need a website. I need a logo. Oops, wrong. Those are not the first things that you need. But we invest money time and time again. And then we grow a little bit. We evolve and we're like, I need to rebrand. When the reality is that you needed to do strategy first. And even before strategy, you really needed to figure out who you were as a woman, because we specifically work with women, who you are as a CEO, and then how that all ties into this brand and business that you're creating. So some of the things that we help our clients with was everything from strategy to offer ideation, building out those offers week by week, and what do you actually need as deliverables for them? Um, we help you with your photo shoot with all of the copy for your website. Um, and when I say photo shoot, I mean like it's full on, we are doing your styling. The only thing we don't do is hair because everybody's hair is so different. Um, we get your makeup done, your, your set locations, your props, everything like that. Uh, we write all of the copy for your website. Again, a lot of people think that they need five page websites and maybe you only need one. So we really want to make sure that we are not giving you anything that you don't need but that we're taking care of all of the things that you do we help you with your social media we teach you how to organically market a lot of times we want to get into paid marketing but we need to know how to be our own first sales asset um, and how to get out there organically and make connections and attract people into our businesses i always say businesses like dating you know like You don't pay somebody unless you've tried it and you get a matchmaker. Right. But that typically comes after you've tried to organically meet people. Mm -hmm. Um, Your business is the same exact way. Mm -hmm. And then we take you into your launch. Sorry.
0: (laughs) No, no, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. There's just, there's so many different aspects to branding your business and getting yourself started. And for a lot of business owners in particular, like, we don't know where to start, right? Mm -hmm. There's just so many different aspects to it. And then on top of it too, as a hairstylist individually, like we have to remember that we are our own business at the end of the day, even though we work for, we might work for a company if you're not an individual or independent stylist, but Mm -hmm. that you are representing yourself, you're branding yourself within a company. Absolutely. So there's a lot to it. And, um, we, we tend to forget that side of it. We just kind of, you know, we want to do hair, we want to do all these things, but, but there, we need to put ourselves out there. We need to brand ourselves. We need to build our business and, and there's so many different sides to it. So, um, one of the ways that, uh, I guess, how I kind of got uh, into well we met through dance, but yeah. <laughs> but then I got invited to one of your branding boutique launches mm-hmm. and uh, I got the dressed up and gave me the gave me the little uh, an outfit and kind of yeah. branded myself so um, one side of that is that you do is like um, not personal shopping, would it be called, but just personal branding, I guess.
1: Yeah, personal branding, and that involves so many things, but styling is definitely one of them. You know, our first impression comes, it happens with our eyes, Mm -hmm. right? So especially if we're, you know, looking at being a stylist, you have to look the part because you're in the beauty industry, you are selling an image ever, you know, before you even speak right so yeah I definitely really focus on like what's your style are you edgy are you a little bit more punk are you a little bit more corporate are you um you you really like to be laid back are you like 90s like what are you whoever you are that's part of your personal brand and that's part of the culture that you're creating for your business your booth Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's like so many different sides to that too. And I think that is something that we kind of forget too, is just like branding yourself or, uh, I guess representing yourself or representing your company. And that's why, you know, a lot of businesses have a, have a wardrobe that you have to wear or whatnot, but, um, just kind of, it's your first impression, too. Right. So kind of getting to your clients to know you, but just that like instant, like, okay, this is, this person is like, and if you want a more edgier style, maybe somebody who's dressed super conservative might be, you might get a little bit more uncomfortable with. So just putting yourself out there and and branding yourself in a way can really represent the type of styles that you're wanting to do as well
1: absolutely and it helps you to somewhat niche down right it's not that we don't have males for example that don't approach us and want to work with us Mm -hmm. however i'm like i'm not really comfortable with that i've tried and these guys have other intentions and i have no business for that when i'm trying to make money right but at the end of the day it's really about knowing what you stand for what you represent so Exactly. That was such a good example. If you are somebody who enjoys doing, you know, way more um, like outrageous hair, maybe you're like a color specialist and you're like, I love doing like, I don't know, pinks and blues and (laughs) unicorn colors and whatever. Great. That isn't, you know, you're probably not going to bring in my 70 year old mom as your clientele. Mm hmm. You know, unless she likes those types of things, which she does, but it's really about putting yourself out there as a specialist in the things that you do enjoy doing, because too often we just end up doing things we don't want to. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it even harder to really create that brand. And I always say, like, if I can't sell you to somebody else, so if I can't be like, oh, you have natural hair and you love color, you know what? I know a, a stylist who's perfect for you. Hmm. Yeah, go ahead.
0: No, I was just, I'm just thinking that it, we're in this market now where we're all trying to niche ourselves, mm-hmm. right? It's like, especially in the hair styling industry, we're all trying to niche ourselves. So, you know, our Instagrams are all like, it's all going to be balayage or it's all going to be blondes or it's all going to be those like fashion colors or whatever it is. But or just haircuts. And, and we're all trying to niche down to the dream clientele that we want. And it's Mm -hmm. not just about, you know, representing yourself on social media, but it is representing yourself. And that's kind of just like clicked with me a little bit there.
1: (laughs) It completely is like you're an extension of that ideal client for yourself, your business and your brand is created because of you. And -hmm. that's why we do CEO centered brand building, right? The people that come with that as your clients, you know, just because you're showing all blondes, for example, doesn't mean that you might not know how to do natural hair or that you might not look like working with brunettes or whatever, Mm -hmm. but this is really where you feel like your skill set is the sharpest, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so you might take on clients that fall outside of that ideal clientele, but it's going to be because there's a relationship there. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're like, oh, I could definitely do it. No problem, whatever. But because that person loves you. And that's the thing in sales is um, I literally just left my massage and, you know, we were talking business in there Mm -hmm. and we're talking business because I'm like, you can easily raise your price. We can totally, you know, change your environment here. And I'm like, I see certification programs for you. I see this, I see whatever, all these different things that she wasn't really thinking about. But she's looking at her competition and saying, maybe I should lower my price. I'm like, no, you make a better experience and you charge more, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right? Um, Maybe you have like a signature massage style that nobody else does. You make custom blends for your oils. You do all these things. That makes you unique. How many other stylists out there could do a balayage? Lots of them. That doesn't make you special. Those are techniques, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right? So you are what... You are the core of it. And when you brand yourself and you create an experience that people can have when they come to your seat, when they come to your booth, when they walk into the salon, even if you don't own it, um, or if you own a suite or whatever it is, you have to create that experience. That's what equals the dollars.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I love that. Oh, just give me chills. <laughs> <laughs> I love all this stuff, though. Like Branding is something, I mean, when I took it in university, I, I had started just taking a bachelor's in business and, and it kind of morphed into more of the marketing side of things. And I just, I love all of it. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's exciting. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many, so many different aspects to it and just the psychology of it and, and all those different aspects such as like dressing the part or, you know, doing these different things that it's just like, Oh, there's just so much to it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so kind of branching off of that, um, we kind of talked about building up your, uh, your, your business and, and your branding. Um, how would you suggest Branching because you like, if you're not an independent stylist, you're a commission stylist and you're just working um, in, you're working in a salon, you're working under somebody else's brand, but you still have to create your own brand. How would you suggest going about that? So I think still falling under, sorry, while still falling Mm -hmm. under like the the brand of the salon. Absolutely. So that was
1: going to be my first thing. You need to know what those rules and guidelines are, Mm -hmm. you know, Make sure that you have a discussion with the salon owners. Um, You know, just like anything, I would put a small proposal together. It doesn't have to be crazy, but hey, I'm looking at client acquisition and this is my plan to do so. They might give you the green light on things that you didn't know that they would. Um, So I think that's the first thing. I think the, the other thing is like I said it, you are a walking billboard Mm -hmm. and so is your social so like if you like to dress grunge and you like punk and you i don't care that's your brand then let's put that into your brand um the biggest thing is going to be the experience like i cannot stress it enough um you know it's as simple as maybe Maybe in the salon, you're supposed to go get somebody tea, but maybe you're like, you have your own little things that you do that are special for them. Maybe there's oils that they use, but you have your own kind of oils that you really love to set that tone. Maybe it's that you're really chatty. You know, I used to work in a chiropractor's office that it was drop-in style, and they wanted you to know every single person by first and last name, as well as remember what you last talked to them about And to this day, I can see people in the mall, and I'm like, that's so-and-so. You know, the last memory I have of them Mm -hmm. is this. So you can really build those relationships, and that's gonna be the biggest thing as part of your brand. You might, um, you know, have little gifts that you do for your clients. You know, like, Mm -hmm. there's all these little touches that you can do that are outside of the salon, that aren't required by the salon, as long as they're okay with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And I think you would know better, like, what are the what are the dynamics between being a salon owner? Would you allow things like that for people if they wanted to do little gifts or like really customize it in their own way within the four walls of your salon? How would you feel about Mm -hmm.
0: that? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is making sure that it's still within our branding. Like as long as you can do whatever you want individually. Uh, we have some of the girls who, you know, are wanting to build say the bal- their balayage business, their blonding business. So we have them come up with their own uh, marketing tools, but then just keep it within the salons. Um, like the colors when they're posting it to social media or anything like that. Um, but uh, little things that they can do that that still tie into our salon um, but I love what you were saying, too, about building that relationship. One thing, one trick that I do is because our, our, our whole system is on a computer so and, and all of our clients have their individual files. Um, I will write little notes in their file for the next time. So if there's things because, I mean, you see like, you know, so many people. 200 people in a month or whatever it is. So uh, it, it's hard to remember these things when they're coming back six, eight, ten weeks later. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll write like a little note, just even saying like, so-and-so is going to their brother's place in BC or something and, yeah. and, and just little things so that, that I remember as well. And then we can revisit that conversation and just see how it was or, um, Absolutely. Or like that. Mm-hmm.
1: and even just little things like, you know, a lot of businesses like to gift their clients something at Christmas. What we decided to do in the boutique was your business anniversary. Like, I don't really care about that. I care about you, but I don't. I want to celebrate something that means something to you,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Um, so it might be even just finding those little things that are, hey, you talked about this last time. I, you know, I just picked this up. I thought about it. It doesn't mean you have to do it for everybody all the time, but people love to feel like you're more than a transaction. Mm-hmm you know they really love to feel like you're important to them and they're building that relationship and with hair stylists in particular this is your hair as a woman like and for a lot of men too is a very big deal Mm -hmm. and when you have somebody who doesn't cut your hair right or doesn't you know do your color right or just messes you up because i've been there i've gone through (laughs) some atrocious cuts. And I was <laughs> really, really disappointed And then it's hard to find somebody. So when you find someone that clicks with you, mm-hmm. you want to really build and strengthen that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, as stylists, you guys, people talk to you guys about all sorts of things, all sorts of things. One of the best experiences that I had was um, going to a salon out in Florida And I literally paid $300. This is how important. Okay, this is actually a really good example. (laughs) So I was, I got in with a stylist who was more seasoned because she specializes in curly hair and this salon in particular does everybody that's their focus. Mm -hmm. Um, This woman had no idea what she was doing. Mm. Like I showed her a picture of a great cut that I had prior. She's like, yeah, we can do it. Asking me, should I cut this shorter? Should I, whatever? I'm like, oh my goodness. And to an extent, there's still some dialogue that should happen. But as far as being the creator and you know, you're shaping and all of that, no, I should not be telling you this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, at this salon, they had like signature drinks, like champagne with the syrup or whatever, and delicious. I probably had six of those while I was there. <laughs> And that was the best part of my experience. But the other thing was that the girl who was washing my hair, she's the person I built a relationship with. Mm. So to this day, that's who, you know, she educated me on wash your hair this way, do this. She is the one who upsold me into a treatment while I was there. Um, and to this day, I could still reach out and say, hey, I have a question. And she's newer than this seasoned person. So I think there's a lot of things that go into building that relationship and the experience one please be good at what you do can we just talk about some people who are out here faking it till they make it and that's not the thing that you should be doing when you're dealing with somebody's hair Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: you need to know your strengths and your weaknesses Mm -hmm. Um, as a black woman I've sat in many chairs can I put heat on your hair can I do this and I'm just feeling I'm leaving
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I've called ahead and said I'm black. I have natural hair. Can you do it? There's so many things that you know your clients will run into that will completely make it a terrible experience. Mm-hmm. So why not just be honest in the first place?
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Um, in some salons you can have alcohol. Some you can't. Maybe you're just making like a punch or something, and you're like, "This is my signature punch that I like making." You know, when you come instead of a tea or instead of coffee, like. Maybe you have a tropical vibe because it's winter and you're trying to bring some sunshine into the salon of oh. things that you can Sorry, do. Sorry, just froze there. Oh, what's the last <laughs> thing you heard?
0: Uh, making signature cocktails. <laughs>
1: yeah, we can do alcoholic, non-alcoholic, but, you know, you can create a vibe. Winter's coming up. Like, who doesn't want to walk into a space and feel like it's tropical?
0: Mm-hmm that would yeah, be fun even today because it's well, it snowed outside so yeah but uh, we we put like beachy music on <laughs> beach vibe music on yeah. <laughs> just those little things
1: yeah you know so as a salon owner you're doing that you're creating this culture but for every independent stylist you can create a culture when people come and sit in your chair as well Mm-hmm. And that's your personality. That's your essence. That's your energy. You know, um, that's just making people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, some people like doing, you know, little head mass- massages before. Some people, all of those things make people feel special. And that's your job as a stylist. And then to deliver on what they wanted and do a good job. Mm-hmm. And then to create that relationship in between, you know. Um, even with my, even with some of my clients, it's, hey, I saw this and I thought of you. Like, I'm maybe just snapping a picture. That's it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> one of my clients loves um, Starbucks mugs from all over the world. So I'm going to be traveling to a few different places in the next little bit. And I already am like, I'm going to go into a Starbucks and make sure I find them so I can send them to her. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's those little touches for sure. I mean, even for myself, I know that, you know, any of us can have an off day or, you know, you change up a style and it might not work out the way that you had planned. But I know that my clients are comfortable enough coming back to me and saying, you know what, I wasn't crazed on what we did last time. So let's change it up this time. And they're okay saying that, though, you know, and I've had, you
1: created that space for them hmm. because of the relationship, because of the trust, because of the culture that you created, you gave them the space to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's, I think that's a huge part of it as well. Just creating that, that relationship with them, because I have had, I can't tell you the amount of people that have come to me lately who are just like friends or cousins or whatever that have come to me and saying, I didn't like what my hairstylist did the last time. And I don't know if I should say anything.
1: Mm. And
0: so they feel uncomfortable and awkward and they don't know if it's right to say anything or not. And it's like at the end of the day, if, if it's, I did not, if I did something to somebody's hair and they didn't like it, I would rather know so I could learn from it and do something different instead of them going and, you know, bitching behind my back or something. Right. Yeah. So it's just creating that relationship to make people feel that it's okay to come back to you. And, and I know there are some, some people out there are some stylists who will kind of shrug it off and be like oh no no they're just they're just being unreasonable or whatever right and it's we have to let them know that it's okay to come back and tell them tell us that they didn't like what we did so it's just those little things
1: but don't you think that that starts long before the cut and color is done where where this actually starts is when somebody comes and sits in your chair and you're doing that quick 10 minute consultation you know you're putting your hands in their hair you are talking about what are we doing today what like all that kind of stuff that is where you really need to be extremely clear okay about what that person wants as well as if somebody is in the space where they are unsure because i'm sure you've had clients like that too where they come in Hey, Samantha, I just want to do something different. Let's mix it up. I'm open. And then they're not open. Well, you can't say you were open. And then I gave you an idea. And then you signed off on that idea. And then you want to come back and say you're upset. What you can do is you can come back and say, I either want to go back to what we used to do, or now I specifically know. So it's also about knowing your clients. Like, are they people who are a little bit more risk takers? Are they whatever, how far can you push somebody? So as the stylist, it's really your job to make sure that you do a very, very thorough consultation in the beginning. If somebody's getting ready to do something drastic, you might be like, hey, let's do a consultation today and let's book you to come back in because I want you to have time to think about it after we've discussed it. Mm-hmm. I remember cutting my hair Um, my hair was falling out in just chunks, you know, and it wasn't feeling good. I remember I came to you, you shaped me up a little bit. It was great, but there was a bigger problem that was happening there and I didn't know. And, you know, just related to stress, my hair is falling out. Um, it's not feeling good anymore. And I went to my stylist and I was like, I want you to cut it to about this length. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you saw my haircut was pretty much like gone. It was all gone. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that was not what I requested. Right. Now I have a cute face, so I could still pull it off. (laughs) But even looking back on some of those pictures, I'm like, this was not a good cut. And if this person's listening, I'm sorry you're listening, but it's true. You know who it is, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Did I go back? No, I was just like, I'm good. Right because you can't say you're a specialist in something and then you do this. You specifically did not listen to what I requested. So then I have grounds as a client to have words Mm -hmm. or to say I'm unhappy. I think she did exactly for in that picture and then I wanted to say I'm unhappy. I don't have grounds to be unhappy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, so I can understand some stylists being like, well, no, I'm gonna shrug it off, but you need to know who you're dealing with.
0: Mm
1: You know, um, the customer isn't always right. They're not. And some people are just argumentative. Some people just like to complain. You need to know the nature of your client. When I'm taking on a new client in the boutique, in that free consultation, I already know if I want to work with you or not. Mm-hmm. Because I need to be with you for at least six months if we're going to do this. And if I don't like your energy, I'm not vibing, we're not doing it it's the same thing with hair because that's even more drastic. Mm -hmm. Like we can't just glue it back on. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) And it's super personal, right? Like it is a, a super personal part of your identity. And I know even it's funny, you're, you're talking about the, big consultation and and going through all these little details and that is something i just dealt with today i had really? somebody come in and she was she was super cool and she was like super relaxed and wanted whatever but you know she came in and said i don't have a budget and i just want you to do whatever you want to do and okay i can sit there and do whatever i want to do but are you wanting me to go wild are you wanting to go conservative so it's really sitting down and having that like 15 minute consultation and really breaking it down because that can change everything
1: everything and being an expert in your field as well because when you're given a blank canvas you still have to be able to like observe the person ask those really thought-provoking questions pull some stuff up on your phone are we going this direction or this direction Are you leaning more towards these types of pictures or these types of things? You know, is there anything that you have in your camera role that you've been thinking about? Um, Because you guys are artists. Yeah. A stylist, you're an artist. So you need that visual direction Mm
0: -hmm. to be
1: able to know what to do. Yeah. Right. Um, And even when you're given that like cap blanche to just do whatever, you still need to be in the position to say, okay. These are the two things that I'm thinking, where are we landing here? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, um, but the consultation, it is critical and please stop doing things you don't know how to do.
0: Yeah. And that's like, that's a huge thing that if you know that you're not comfortable with doing something, it's okay to say no. Yeah. Okay. To say, you know what? I'm sorry that even if you had an hour or two hours booked with them, if you're not comfortable doing that suggest something else, yeah. you know, and say, would you be comfortable with this? Or just saying, you know what, this is not something I know how to do. And, and I mean, in a nice way, but saying like, this is not something that I'm comfortable doing. And I don't want you to not look good at the end of the day. Yeah. So that, it, that is such a, a huge important thing that stylists need to know, or just anybody in any, in any, any industry is just knowing that it's okay to say no. Yeah. and And they'll thank you for it
1: well that's just the thing the integrity piece as well right because for example in the boutique if you just want a logo or a website we're not your people my like I built this off of touching every piece of your business so I'm happy to recommend you to there's so many designers out there that do what you want right and I just had to do this recently and I was like no, like you're not going to break apart what I do. This is what my business does. You don't go to Walmart and say, I want three carrots and not the rest of them. You got to take the whole bag. You you know what I mean? Or I want this part of this outfit, but not this. Unless it's makes a match, like you, this is what you're buying, <laughs> right? <laughs> and as a, as a stylist, I think that this is why it ties back into that branding and niching so importantly because if I go to a stylist who doesn't at all say that they do natural hair, what do I expect? But now if I go to a stylist who does do that, now I'm like, well, I have high expectations because you said you specialize in it, right? Um, If you're going for a balayage, if you're going for, you know, some sort of treatment, whatever you're doing, a color, and you're shifting. Oh my goodness! I've seen horror stories of people bleaching and all these kinds of things. Um, I've been watching too much Brad Mondo at late night on, <laughs> on, <laughs> on Facebook, <laughs> um, but love him. And um, you know, just just learning about that. You really there's so much to educate yourself on when you're dealing with bleaching and coloring and all of that. And you have to be able to educate your client as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? I think that is such an important part of it though. And a conversation that we've had with our stylist too, is that just because you want to do something does not make you a specialist in it. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to educate yourself and educate and educate and educate yourself on it to know the what, why, and how of what you're doing. It's not just like I want to do balayage, so I'm a balayage specialist. Yeah, no. What is it that makes you a specialist? So working with natural texture, and I know there's like more education on natural texture than there ever has been before because it's yes. not something that was readily available.
1: Yeah.
0: And so you know now people are wanting to get into all areas of curly texture and different uh, different education on that, but it's you have to educate yourself on it. You can't just all of a sudden say you're an all-inclusive salon. You do everything. Uh, right. You're a curly expert or anything like. There's different types of curls. It's not just one type, oh. right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so Yeah. Cool. So it's it's now people are wanting to get into these again. Back to it. The niches is, is that. You can't just say you're in a niche and that you're an expert in something or you specialize in something. You have to know what you're doing to say you're an expert or a specialist in it.
1: They say it takes 10,000 hours to be an expert in something, right? And so, you know, when I was life coaching, that was, I need 10,000 hours in that. When I, as a business owner, in branding, I need 10,000 hours in that. It's not that I've been doing hair for five years, so I'm good you've maybe become a specialist in certain elements of what you do but you know balayage that's what maybe about three like really hot within the past three years Mm -hmm. i would think right um
0: five or so
1: yeah five or so i mean you would know better in the industry but i mean (laughs) like okay so within the past five years so even then you would have to work or like do every single person who comes in your chair and like all your mannequins on the weekend and all that to still be a specialist in that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You might be really good, but you're not an expert at it yet. Yeah. And um, I just, I just think that, you know, our parents, because let's be honest, a lot of us are very vain, right? We're coming to the salon, not because we need, we, we just need a trim. We're coming because we want to feel good. We want to feel empowered. We want to feel sexy. We want to feel confident there's no worse feeling than leaving a chair and leaving the salon and feeling like, what just happened? And I've been on that end far too many times. Um, there's no worse feeling. So as the professional, you really have to make sure that you're doing your due diligence. And you know there might be somebody else in the salon, another stylist who's a specialist in something that you can really be like, you know what? Based off of what you're telling me that you want to do, I really would love to set you up for a consult with Samantha. She specializes in XYZ. And I just think that that would be such a great fit. It's not that I don't want to do your hair, but I really want to make sure that you get what you want. That relationship is still going to be so strong because of the integrity that comes from it. And if you have good relationships as stylists, that other stylist that you just referred this client to should now be, you know, giving you some sort of referral fee and not even trying to take your client over unless they're continuing with that type of style, but just saying, yeah, I'd love to step in. And if you can, as that stylist, you should be looking over that person's shoulder so that you can learn.
0: Yeah, that's a, a big part. Even we've had some clients in our salon who one stylist is not the right fit for them. So they've moved over to, the, to the other. And that's a huge thing is just they've come and said, is it okay if I just stand and watch to yeah. to learn these different styles? Um, but yeah, I think if you're working in a salon with a bunch of different people is knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses so that For you sure. are able to refer them to those people. And even within our salon, we have some things that we don't specialize in that we know of other salons. We have friends in in the industry that we know that they are, they are good at that. And so, I mean, if, if there's something we really don't um, don't know or don't specialize in, then we know who we can refer them to, even if it's not within our salon. Yeah. And we're not afraid That's of it. that because that we've built that relationship with them. And if they have, you know, another friend or family that, that they can send our way, then awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get more, you actually get more business that way because You know, then it's not, oh, they just wanted to take my money because that's the worst feeling. When I dropped $300 and I left and I, you know, woke up in the morning and washed my hair out and I had this cut that was like, I was like, what just happened? Like, I look hideous. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and you call them back and you're like, like, you, like, what? It doesn't equate, but there's, again, there's nothing we can do unless I want you to take more hair down and now I don't trust you. And that's the thing is that as a stylist, there's an in, like immense amount of trust that you that's put into your hands from your client to not make them look hideous, as well as to you know do the right things by their money. <laughs>
0: yeah, you it's know, so true. Yeah. Sorry, I think my brother is banging some stuff upstairs, and I'm just telling him to <laughs> stop <it's> banging. <laughs>
1: That's okay. While you're doing that, I think I heard my mom's phone go off in here. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> that worked out.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I should have told them that they were really quiet the last time, but I guess I didn't up <laughs> this time.
1: <laughs> That's okay. You have a good clean break where you can edit this part out.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, oh, this conversation went like places I did not expect it to, but I love it. Good, I'm so obsessed with that. Um, so, kind of breaking back into like the branding side of things
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: as we go on our whole tangent. Uh, no, it's really great though. It's really, really good information, and I think that is these are things that everybody should hear, and especially coming from somebody who's not a hairstylist, Mm -hmm. uh, you have a totally different expertise on it. And, and, um, yeah, just totally different information. So, uh, I love it. Mm -hmm. So for salon owners, um, what would you say? I mean, you're starting out your business. You don't have well, you have your name or whatever it is, um, but they're just thinking of how they want to brand themselves. Where do they even start?
1: So I think the biggest thing is positioning, right? So you're going to want to know, you know, look at the marketplace and see what makes you different. What makes you unique? Um, You know, there's a million salons out there. So why would somebody want to walk within your four walls? You have to ask yourself those critical questions, and this has nothing to do with skill set or types of services. This is a culture conversation. What is the culture and the environment like when you walk in? You know what? How are we on social? Like, are we upbeat? Are we super like high end? Are we? Um, are we catering to moms who can't afford this? Like, who are you really wanting to work with, and what? would be a dream for them. That's how you start. And then your positioning is, what is your supporting information behind that? So if I take um, the boutique, for example, I literally created this because I was tired of spending so much money with with people and feeling like my brand was disconnected every single year that I rebranded because nobody ever took time to really ask me what I wanted, Mm -hmm. right? And then help me curate that vision and then bring it to life. So I took everything that was wrong out there that I could see and I created the opposite. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it's being able to look critically at there's some people out there who are doing things far better than you. Look at them. And there's a lot of people who are doing things far worse than you. You want to place your somewhere, yourself somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right. And you want to be able to work up to those people who are doing a stellar job. But you definitely need to outshine the people who are not doing well. Know your position. Why are you doing this? Why a hair salon? Why do you care about doing hair? You know, why should people come to you? Ask yourself those critical questions because then when you're putting your your marketing out there, you're able to say, look, Okay, Manitoba, we get 10 months of winter. So when you step in within our four walls, we want you to feel like you're in the Caribbean. We want you to have a little vacation every single time you sit in our chair. Like this is actually gold right now. Good thing you're
0: recording. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? Just send me my royalties. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, so that's a position. It's that, hey, with COVID, you can't get away. You can't travel right now. Maybe that's sparking something. I always say don't build anything in your business around like life events, you know, but COVID could spark something for you that you put into place, but you don't talk about it being COVID. It's called positioning. This is our stance. Um, So that's the first thing. And then how do you bring that culture in with the people, you know, um, with the people, it's really about, you know, when you're selecting those stylists, do you love people who are like really brainy and they really know their stuff and you love that they're educators when they're behind the chair? So then you can be like at our salon and we highly focus on making sure that we're educating our clients while they're sipping their mimosa, whatever. Because we want you to know what you're doing with your hair when you leave here so that when you come back, We're not doing, you know, we're not repairing something, but that we're really helping you work towards your goals, whether that's cutting it all off, changing colors every eight weeks, whatever it is, we want your hair to be in the best possible condition. So that means that you need to know what to do with it in between our visits. Mm -hmm. Do you want people who have massive personalities? They're super loud. They're almost obnoxious. They're whatever. You love that energy. Do you want that when people walk in? Because you're probably going to attract other obnoxious, super loud people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what do you want in that space? Um, the culture of your team is so important. It's, you know, your, your first sales are to the stylists who work within your company. Those are the most important sales you're ever going to make.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, and your branding has to resonate with them because, you know, the worst thing is to have a retention issue. hmm So if your culture is sound, if your environment is sound, where people want to come, they want to be, as a salon owner, those brand values, those company values are so critical. So if we are very relaxed, you know, in the boutique, our number one core value is fun. The minute we stop having fun, you either need to be fired as a client or a coach, period.
0: Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think that's such an important part. And one thing even within our salon, I mean, like we have a really high retention rate in our salon is because we make it very clear from the get-go. Like right in your interview, we are giving you a whole spiel about who we are and what we represent. And at the if you're not into that, then then you're not for us right so mm-hmm. just making that super super clear right up front in who you are and i mean even if they go on our website right away they can see who we are they
1: can see yeah. and this is where you know the two brands meet the brand of that independent stylist and the salon because if you come in as a stylist and you know who you are and you know what you're about and you know what you stand for and you walk into a salon and you're like i feel good and your brand values and your brands are in alignment with each other, that's when you find that perfect fit, right? Mm -hmm. But if you walk in as a stylist and you're like, I don't know who I am. I don't know whatever. And when you're new, that will happen because you're green, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You may not have asked yourself these types of questions, but you still know because our business and our brand values are still rooted from who we are as individuals. And that's why we always focus on the CEO or in this case, the stylist being centered. Yeah. right? Um, but that those are your first set of sales, right? That culture. Um, and that's what really you have to do to build a brand. Because once you know your positioning, once you know what you specialize in, once you know what your culture is, now you can start creating that in the physical, right? So, you know, if you're like, we love barnyard chic, I don't know, right? <laughs> Perfect. That's the aesthetic. You know, we should have some good country values. We should have some good, like, but we're still posh. You know, (laughs) like, we still like uppity things, but maybe you're going to have, like, maybe you're going to get a pink out of a mason jar. Mm -hmm. All of those things are extensions of the brand, are extensions of the experience. Your experience needs to be in line with the physical aesthetic and culture that you've created.
0: Just cut out there.
1: Can you hear me now?
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry. There you go. No, it's okay. There you go. I changed my Wi-Fi. Hopefully that one's a little bit better. Okay. Um, Yeah. So go ahead. No, continue what you're saying.
1: (laughs) Oh, I was just saying these things are all interconnected, you know, at the end of the day. And, you, you know, the biggest thing as a salon owner is creating a fantastic experience for, you know, the clients that are coming in as well as your team. Because you're only as strong as your team. Your team is your gold,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they're the ones that you have to keep happy. But that comes from knowing your boundaries and your company values way early on before you ever bring anybody in.
0: Yes, <laughs> love it. Oh. oh god, this is gold. <laughs> I'm so enjoying this conversation. This is, great. This is awesome. Oh, my. <laughs> Um, so lastly, before we kind of wrap up, um because I feel like this is just so much information that is <laughs> amazing um with everything going on right now, and mm-hmm. I know that uh business can be tough right now, and that we Social media is at such like a big high right now, and people are having a lot of issues with depression, and we're just kind of getting down a little bit on ourselves, and especially right now because our numbers have gotten so much higher. I know higher. some people in our salon were are getting nervous, and and uh, we just don't know really what's going to happen, right? So, mm-hmm. what would you say, or what would be your advice on? how to continue just to push ahead to stay motivated um and just stay empowered because i know you work specifically with women to become their yeah. badass boss babes yes. but uh <laughs> what is kind of what is your advice to just kind of continually continuously stay motivated and um not let things like this get us down and just stick with our with our branding and, and who we are as a person?
1: Um, so I'm going to, I kind of have three pieces that go with this. The first thing is like, you are your brand. Even if you have a brick and mortar, you are your brand and you wake up every single day. So every day that you're alive, you're your brand. So you don't get to decide when you're on and off. I'm sorry. You don't. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like we don't get that luxury to be like, oh, I'm just not my brand today. I'm just not Shayna today. I'm just not going to do it. This is not to be confused with self-care. I'm going to talk about this because I can already hear the uproar. But I'm, (laughs) I'm just giving it to you straight like I would any of my clients. You made a decision to be a business owner. You made a decision to even be a stylist and to work and to have a job and to go out and provide for yourself. So until the government tells us that we can no longer do our job, we do our job, period. You can't complain about, I don't have enough hours, I don't have enough money, we don't have enough clients, when you're actively putting negativity out into the world to keep you at bay from the very thing that you said you want. I don't like people who contradict themselves. Either you're hungry or you're not. But if you're an opportunist who's going to use COVID as an excuse for why you can't do what you, can, what you wanna do and why you can't produce, then you need to ask yourself some harder questions about are you still in love with having a salon? Are you still in love with you know, being a stylist? Because maybe you're not. In my business, we only have one part of it where we interact with our clients, otherwise it's online. So even though we've, you know, we've done very well during COVID, but I had to postpone six shoots, and now I'm getting ready to do six shoots with all of our clients in DC in six weeks. I've never done that many shoots at once. But my tenacity, right, it's costing me more because now I need more help, right? So that's more hotel rooms, more travel, more people, More people to just be cognizant of all of their health, right? But at the end of the day, people signed on with me for a service, which I'm still going to provide. We delayed it, but I'm still going to get you what I've said I would get you because I'm committed. I'm tenacious enough to take on the burden of having to figure it out so that I can deliver. It's not looking pretty right now. But the best thing that I can do is be honest and transparent. So I'm keeping my clients abreast of what's going on every step of the way. That's why this relationship piece is so critical. Because if something does happen and the salon needs to take a break or needs to close down again or something, girl, you know, we've been talking about this. We knew it might happen. It's okay. Like in the meantime, I want you to do this, this, and this to take care. Let's hop on Zoom in a couple of weeks, you know just see if there's anything that's going on. Maybe you're starting a branch with like text messages or something like that. You have to be innovative during these times. Mm -hmm. How things were are not how things are. So, you know, guess what? It's like people with balayage. If you didn't, people want this, they love it. So you either are going to decide, do I want to learn this skill so that I can advance my career? Or am I good staying where I'm at and continuing to do these other things while I watch other people get money doing something that I could have spent some time learning how to do? These are all decisions. And I'm sure you can tell by my tone, like I'm very like, if you say you want something, then don't contradict what you said you want. Because then you have nobody to blame but you. And if I was that salon, salon owner and my team was coming to me with complaints, I'd be like, oh, I'm happy to let you go. If you're so concerned, I'm happy to let you go. No problem. Mm-hmm. And that may seem a little cutthroat, but that's just my style.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Um, now, let's, let's rewind a little bit to the self-care stuff. We are at an all-time high for mental health issues, um, depression, anxiety, suicide, um, with being more isolated, and all of these things. If you are, and I can speak as somebody who has people in my family who deal with mental health issues. Okay, so that I'm not coming from what I saw on social media or something like that. I've lived with these people. Um, this is really. space and time where you need to take care of yourself it is okay to be selfish but understand that taking care of yourself and being selfish means that there might be consequences that come along with that so if you are prioritizing your health yeah it might mean that you don't have a job there for you that's okay though because you can't always have your cake and eat it too if you're a salon owner and you're like look we have money in the bank we're not willing to take the risk right now of this being a thing. We're still gonna continue to pay out our stylists, we can still maintain our overhead, and we're just closing down until further notice. And this is what we feel is best for us because it aligns for us. Great. Good for you. That lines up with your priorities and your values. But we I can't stand people. I just can't. We we can't. <laughs> like you can't have things both ways you have to be able to be woman enough a man enough to make decisions and stand by them not everybody is going to like them
0: mm-hmm. i'm
1: sure you guys have clients who are like we're not coming in right now
0: nope. fair mm-hmm.
1: okay that's fantastic we're not going to penalize you because you are prioritizing your health we will be here when you're ready So allow people to do what they need to do. But yeah, if you're struggling with your mental health, you're struggling with whatever, you know, the issue isn't your job. It's not whatever. It's not feeling overwhelmed. You need to go speak to somebody. Get yourself the help that you need, even if you feel like it's not even a big deal. Just go chat with somebody. It's okay. There's no shame in that. But make sure you're taking care of yourself during these times, because I think that a lot of people are allowing this to create more anxiety for them. And for some people it is amplifying things that were already there. So just you remember, there is no brand without you. Yeah. Put on your mask first, like they say in the airplane. <laughs> and you'll be fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so true. Oh my gosh. So many good wisdom. I always love talking to you because you're just <laughs> you're you're always you always empower me. You always make you feel like, you know, staying motivated and um you're just a very smart cookie. I love it. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Love you girl. This is great.
0: Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate you coming on here and, uh, speaking about your business and helping others and, and really just breaking down our own brand and the relationships we have with others and our clients and i think these are really important reminders uh, for everybody to have and especially at a time like right now where things are a little bit different and Mm -hmm. we have to constantly stay on top of who we are and who we are as a brand so i think that that's a really really important um, important part of it Thank you so much for listening to another episode of A Secret Life of a Hairstylist. I'm super, super grateful that you came on here to listen to this episode, and I would love to know from you what you thought of this episode. So if you could leave a review in the comments, that would be absolutely amazing. As well, if you like in more information, you can follow me at Hair by Sam Lacoste on Instagram, And DM me for any other exciting topics that you would like me to discuss. So until next time, have a great afternoon and make sure to click on the next episode. We'll see you soon.